I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-Minute Parenting series. Welcome to 15-Minute Parenting, the podcast where you will learn ways to parent through play. Play is more than blowing bubbles. It is fundamental to your child's development and is the foundation of your relationship with your child. Each episode is 15 minutes long and will cover a different parenting topic. We will start with common scenarios we are all familiar with, from supermarket tantrums to screen time meltdowns. I will share some theory on the topic and end with practical play activities that will help you parent through these issues using my 15-minute parenting model. Thanks for listening. Let's get going. I want to tell you a story about um, a child I was very privileged to meet and get to know. Uh, This is a child who came to see me or was brought to see me rather by their parents because their parents worried they had very low confidence. In getting to know this child, I heard a story and that's the story I want to share with you now. They told me at the age of six years old that they were in a shop. It was one of those shops that has lots of little bits and bobs, you know, those shops that sell teapots and fine china and lots of things like that. And it was quite a small pokey shop with a lot of stuff on shelves. The kind of shop that most of us really want to avoid bringing our kids into. But she went in with her mom and in following mom around and looking at something, she knocked something off a shelf and it fell to the floor with a huge clatter and smashed all over the floor. And this six-year-old child told me that in that moment, she froze and she felt like she couldn't move and that everybody was staring at her. And when I asked her to really think about what was happening in her body in that moment, she said she felt a heat rising up in her and that it burst out of her cheeks. Now, you and I listening know that what she's talking about and describing is embarrassment. But for a child, this is about a total loss of confidence. And this results in this little six-year-old spending time alone in the playground, unable to put herself forward, to insert herself into play activities with other children, unable to make and form new friendships, unable to interact with a staff member in a cafe or place an order for herself, unable to do the everyday things that she was quite confident in doing before her embarrassing experience, but that she lost the ability to do afterwards. As always on this 15-minute parenting podcast, before I get to the solutions, we're going to just unpick the theory about this. What is confidence about and how do we really meaningfully instill it in our children? When we break it down, self-confidence is really a perception of competence. And one of the best ways that we have of making our children and helping them to feel competent is to praise them. But one thing we learned from the Stanford toddler studies is that to be effective and to really affect in a meaningful, sustainable way the confidence of our children, praise has to be specific. It has to be about focusing on effort over outcome. And let me explain a little bit about what I mean by that. Imagine your child brings you home a painting that they've done in school or preschool that day rather than rushing to say how perfect this painting is, enthuse over it, oh my goodness, you're the next Picasso, let's frame it, let's make cards out of it and send it to everyone. It's perfect, it's wonderful. While that might feel like a natural way of heaping praise on them, 
what it teaches your child that is to please you, they have to be perfect. Instead, you would be better reframing this and actually saying to them, wow, let's look at this painting you've done together. I can see that you did a lot of blue and then some green. That lets me know you really thought about choosing your colors. And I can see on this side of the page, you've got really long, thick brush strokes. And then you've got itty bitty short ones on this side. You put a lot of thought into this painting. You did really well at that. I'm so proud of you. The second kind of praise you've given there is really focused on effort over outcome. That is what makes the difference. It is natural for parents to want confident children and to raise confident children. Of course it is. We believe in our children and don't we just want them to believe in themselves as much as we do? Put it more simply, children are going to develop confidence not because of us and how we praise them, but because they have achieved and accomplished something and they have developed that sense of achievement within and for themselves. In my experience of working with children, I have observed many children become much more confident and self-assured because they have learned and completed tasks and goals for themselves and they have experienced that joy of doing. In this episode, we're going to spend a lot more time talking about the doing and the solutions because that is how to raise a confident child. It isn't something you can sit down and talk to your child about and teach them in a verbal cognitive way. The only way to raise a confident child is to afford them lots of opportunity to take risk, to fail, to learn, to try again, to integrate that learning and to grow and develop a sense of competence in doing rather than saying. Let's go back to the beginning of that story I told you, to that embarrassing incident that happened to this child in that trinket shop and served as the trigger for her confidence drop. When your child has a difficult experience, an embarrassing experience like that, one of the best approaches you can take is quite quickly unpack the details, invite them to tell you the story of what happened exactly as it happened. Don't dismiss their feelings and hold in mind how egocentric young children are because when they tell you everybody was looking at me, everybody thought I did it on purpose, everybody was thinking this about me, our instinct is to reassure them, no they weren't, but for a child whose development is so egocentric, it really is all about them and they feel it really is a case of everyone looking at them and everyone will never forget that this happened, so how can they forget it? Instead, practice acceptance and empathy. Accept that that is their lived experience and empathize. I'm so sorry that this happened to you today. I know it really upset you, but I'm so proud of how you handled it because it takes courage to do what you did. When you called the shop assistant over and said, I've had an accident and broken this, when you offered to help tidy up, that took courage and that took bravery and I'm proud of you. Then try to offer your own examples something that happened to you or that you did that caused you embarrassment and to emphasize in the telling that the great thing is that it gave you an opportunity to learn something new so you are positively reframing a negative experience into a positive learning experience with and for them i'm not saying that they're going to go oh that's it i'm convinced but it puts in their heads that there is another way of thinking about this to the current thinking they are holding and that's something that offers them an alternative when we're looking at confidence as the byproduct of an embarrassing experience and also confidence quite separately as something we want to make part of our children's development from the beginning. It starts by giving them opportunity to practice competence. 
This is easily done with even a child as young as two years old by assigning chores. And yes, I really do mean a two-year-old child can do chores because even a pre-potty trained two-year-old child can be responsible for carrying their nappy bag over to the bin and disposing of it. A toddler can be responsible for picking up all of their toys from the floor and placing them into a basket you put in the middle of the room for them. By giving them chores, we are offering ourselves very structured, tangible opportunity to praise effort over outcome in that all-important confidence-building way. Chores can be done for children from, as I said, young and toddlerhood, certainly, but you can age them up as they age up, starting with the nappies, but certainly moving then to putting dishes over to the sink, setting a table, some light dusting, sorting out the laundry for you into the piles of white clothes and colored clothes for the two separate wash cycles. Another way that you're going to really build in space for confidence and competence is by ensuring that you hold eye contact with your child and encourage them to do that with you. One of the ways you do that is when they are talking to you, stop what you're doing and truly listen. Come down to their level, make and hold eye contact and give them your full attention until they are finished telling you that story that they are saying. It encourages the eye contact piece, but the secondary gain is by really stopping and listening, you are letting them know that their thoughts, their opinions, their stories matter and are deserving of your time. You're also going to make time for play. This is where your 15 minute play every single day is vital for you and your child. Playing with them shows them that they are valuable, they are worth investing in, they are deserving of your time. And when you are playing, you want to focus on how they're playing, the choices they're making, the kind of games and ideas they're coming up with. And again, really praising those efforts. When you check in with them every day, and I'm really thinking about if you have that child that you know has spent time alone on the playground, if your child struggles to interact with other kids and tends to be the one on the periphery, unable to insert themselves into play and activities with others, instead of saying, did you play with anyone today? Which conveys that sense that I'm worried that you didn't, reframe that and say, what was the best bit of your day today? And what bit would you like to change? Never ask the worst bits. By saying the bit you would like to change, you're encouraging them to tell you something from a position of solution-focused thinking. This is not an opportunity for you to jump in and judge what they've given you as their best bit or the bit they'd like to change. This is not your opportunity to jump in and rescue them from the difficult part of their day. It's your opportunity to listen and to absolutely reinforce that we all have highs and lows in our day. And what's important is we learn from them. And if we could do them over, we would do them differently. We can also lead by positive example ourselves. What I mean by that is stop the self-deprecating behavior. Stop the self-deprecating talk about ourselves. Be very aware that little eyes are watching and little ears are always listening and ensure that what the message they're picking up from us as their parents is that we are confident in ourselves, that we speak positively about ourselves, that when we have failures, we're not afraid to talk about them. When things go wrong for us, we're not afraid to share that and to also share that we've learned from it and we'll do better. I think we can lead by positive example and that's a wonderful way of raising confident children as well. I now want to share with you a couple of the games from my book, 15 Minute Parenting, that will help you to support confidence building in your children. One of those games is a game I call Mirrors, and it's exactly as it sounds. 
you are going to invite your child to be your mirror. This means that you make sure you're at the same eye level. This might mean that you're on your knees in a tall kneeling position to be at their height. And this is a game that involves sustained eye contact. They have to look at you and without talking, copy all of your movements just as your reflection does in a mirror. So you're going to do a mix of small movements, facial expressions and larger movements. If you have a child who needs more physical movement and you know if you have one of those children, then stand up and do big jumps, jumping jacks, flap your arms, do really big physical movements. A really effective game of mirrors is a blend of all of these. By putting in the facial expressions, you're also building in a range of emotional expression and that can be really helpful for children who struggle with confidence. So mirrors is a great game to play. And another game that I really want to share with you is one called Jelly and Ice Cream. This is one that's again mirroring, but it's done through words rather than actions. In this game, you say the word jelly and every time you do, you invite your child to say the word ice cream, but they have to say it the same way that you do. So if you whisper jelly, they must whisper back ice cream. Equally, if you yell jelly, they must yell back ice cream and you do a mix of vocal tones like jelly, 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 and so on and so forth, and they match. The important thing here is that it is the regulation, that means the matching, doing as you're doing, that matters rather than accuracy. So if they accidentally say jelly instead of ice cream, don't stop the game to correct them, just keep going. Because actually to think about a different word in the same way can be quite challenging. If you don't believe me, give it a try yourself. So let's return to that little six-year-old in the trinket shop having her embarrassing moment because let's face it, we've all been that child. We have all experienced those lows, those moments when we feel like, oh my goodness, I just want the ground to open up and swallow me. And what is that if not an attack on our self-confidence, a moment of embarrassment, a disruption? And yet we learned that we can recover, that we can get ourselves back on track. Confidence is not a one-off learning. It is a learning curve. It is something that constantly evolves and develops throughout all of our lives. And even when we think we have it nailed and something is going really, really well for us, we still have those experiences that challenge us, that cause us to pause and question and doubt ourselves. And that's very, very normal. So that's something we want our children to experience, but to know that they can come to us and we will help them think, talk and play their way through it. We all need somebody who believes in us until we can believe in ourselves and so that we can believe in ourselves. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode useful, subscribe, share with a friend, give us a like, all of which helps people find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to come back next week for a new 15-minute parenting episode or check our archives for previous topics. You can find me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune. And between now and then, have fun.